back to Secondhand Sellers, where we talk about all things thrift, resale, and secondhand. I'm Sarah. And I'm Clayton. Thanks for joining us again this week. Um, today, we would like to talk about developing an eye for finding items. So basically, tips, tricks, how we learned how to identify desirable items, and how we continue to learn to identify desirable items. Um, do you want to go ahead? Do you have some a specific tip in mind for how did you develop your eye? I guess um, Overall I think the biggest thing is doing research like mm -hmm. I, it, We've already talked about doing research. We have a whole before. episode on research So go look for that if you're interested in learning but more on that. the more research you do or even other videos like I spend not a whole lot of time each week because I am busy, but probably a good hour each week listening or watching other videos where people are going out and thrifting and they're finding brands that they're showing the comps that you can get off of them. Mm -hmm. So that way I'm just more aware of what I should be looking out for. Because, Is this YouTube? Yeah, TikTok, it, it's like... generally YouTube. Okay. Um, just because there are things like, I don't know everything. I don't mm -hmm. know what everybody is interested in. There are things that... I am not interested in, but there's still money to be made. Mm -hmm. And so by watching videos where people are like, oh, did you know that this brand fishing reel is worth $60? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have considered fishing reels to be worth more than 20 or 30 bucks because I'm not a fisherman. Yeah. It's something I just wouldn't have even considered looking at it. However, by being socially aware and watching what other people are actively picking up to sell, mm -hmm. it's made me more aware of things I should be looking out for as I'm going to thrifting, so. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good idea. I think too, like, when you're thinking about that, like you said, being socially aware, mm -hmm. in every category, there is a, a low, medium, and a high. Yes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if it's soap, mm -hmm. if we've talked about luxury candles, um, cookware, it doesn't matter. There's the bottom of the barrel and there's the cream of the crop and then there's stuff in between. Yeah. And usually there are brands that are associated with the quality items and the expensive items, the desirable items. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, um, which some of you probably already are aware of this and you maybe too, there are um, brand umbrellas that have a low, medium, and high. Mm -hmm. So you can think of like tools. Yeah. Stanley Tools owns Craftsman now, and they also own Mac Tools. Mm -hmm. And then they have their Stanley line that's kind of in the middle. Yeah. And that goes for a lot of different brands. Clothing brands are the same way, um, where they, they own like a whole umbrella. So sometimes you could even just look up, all right, I already know this brand. What are the, what are the other brands under that umbrella? And by, and by getting associated with those tiers of quality, mm -hmm. it will keep you more aware of what other quality items that, you know, because you already know Craftsman, Everybody wants it. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been, right? It hasn't been made anymore in a um, while, right? Well, Sears had it and Stanley bought it out. Okay, and yeah. I think the and quality went, because Sears, the quality started going down. Yeah, yeah. It was really great in the 90s and then it went down. Mm -hmm. um, and then Stanley bought it and I think they're bringing it back, back up. Because mm -hmm. Stanley is known for quality items. Yep. When you, you always think of like, or at least I do, the, the iconic Stanley green thermos. Mm -hmm. Um those are iconic for a reason. They last forever. You can use your grandpa's, your great grandpa's, mm -hmm. and it's still great. And so um, that craftsman quality has now been pulled up because 
Stanley bought them out. Yeah. But that's still not, it's a good quality for the tier it's on, mm-hmm. I think. It's not still not the comp but to it, Mac tools. Or it's something. still something that people are desiring. Mm-hmm. In fact, I. It's a recognizable Yeah, I, I made a decent amount of money selling some Craftsman tool, tools mm-hmm. over the past year. Well, they have a lifetime warranty, too. Yeah. And it's just by being aware that, oh, just because this brand means good quality, mm-hmm. it's generally going to mean the same for other lines of. Anyway, <laughs> I'm repeating. But um, the uh, another way, honestly, whenever I'm out and I, I'm looking around, I don't know what I'm looking at. I research it. Just mm-hmm. I'll pick it up. I'll look at the bottom if there's a maker's Always mark. Always look for a emblem, maker's mark. Like, and look closely mm-hmm. for a maker's mark because sometimes they're very subtle. Yeah. This- and, and if it's not there, Google Lens. Google Lens will take you miles. And we've talked about this in our research episode. But just another note on why I said to look... One of the reasons I said to look closely on the Maker's Mark Mm -hmm. is... um, So, like, I've talked again and again about the wine glasses. Mm -hmm. When there are wine glasses that are from a reputable maker, Lennox, Riedel, whoever, Mikasa, um, they're often etched at the base, but sometimes you can't see it. I picked up one the other day that... I saw the word oxygen. It was like O2 with oxygen at the at the end, etched into the base. It was very hard to see, especially because the glass was dirty. And um, I Google lensed it, and I it came up as Lennox mm. oxygen. After I cleaned it and got it home, I held it up. I'm like, I can the Lennox is right there, but <laughs> I didn't even see the Lennox. And Lennox is a everybody. I shouldn't say everybody. Lots of people know Lennox. They've been around forever. So. Um, Sometimes those maker's marks are super subtle. And mm-hmm. it was the same thing with the cat statue, which we featured in um, a couple of shorts and things. I think our last video had, we yeah, talked about I the cat. So. Um, I, I didn't realize till well after I got home, even after looking for a mark where the, the, MM, the MMA, which was the Museum of Modern, or the Museum of Modern Art, the Met anyway in, in New York, they had, had, it was stamped into the bronze. But it was so far down that you had to be at a certain angle to even see it. So I think looking for that closely and using Google Lens sometimes in conjunction Mm -hmm. can really help, I think. Yeah. Um, I think there's other... Brands are always great. Mm -hmm. And Google Lens, great tool. Um, Sometimes both of those fail. Yeah. It won't have a maker's mark anymore or you can't find it. Or it's a personally made item, yep, like handcrafted. Yep. And... Or the Google Lens cannot bring up the comp because it's mm-hmm. too similar to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, in those cases, I think, and maybe you have some tips and tricks in this realm too, there are ways to identify quality that don't involve knowing the brand. And I think sometimes, even if it is branded, you can determine the quality of a piece by looking at it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think when you think of, let's say, housewares, um, things that are metal. Is it heavy for the size? Um, That's exactly what I was thinking. Heavy for the size. What is your example? Because I think it works for cookware, obviously for statues. What comes to mind is (laughs) in Jurassic Park, they're in the van, in the Jeeps, and um, the kid is in the back, Timmy. He's got the heavy goggles. Mm -hmm. And the lawyer is like, are they heavy? He's like, yeah. It's expensive. Put it back. Whenever you have something of quality mm-hmm. made, it's generally made with metals. 
or other quality materials as opposed to plastic, Mm -hmm. which plastic is so abundant these days. And even something as simple as brass, you know, it's not an expensive metal, but you get a nice brass piece that's made for um, sculptures, or I even saw a video recently, guy picked up um, this brass pumpkin, it's shaped like a jack-o'-lantern, you Mm -hmm. put a candle inside of it. It's worth like 15 bucks, 40 if you have the pair. Mm -hmm. It's something about that quality work. It's heavy. People want it. Yeah, even though it's not a super expensive metal, Mm -hmm. brass does have inherent value. Mm -hmm. So does aluminum and copper. Mm -hmm. Things that are not precious metals, Mm -hmm. but they do have an inherent value. And it's it's especially true um, when it's there in quantity. So it's thick. Um, I think copper is a good example. A lot of people collect copper cookware. Not all copper cookware is created equal. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to pick up a lightweight cheap feeling copper and tin line, like a tin line copper pan when you find a, let's say, French made copper mm. piece. Um, there's a couple of brands, Movial, Movial, I don't speak French, so please excuse that if, if you do speak French, um, is one, and Williamson, like William Sonoma has carried those ones, and the thickness of the metal. So they're copper on the outside, sometimes copper, they may, some pans have copper core, and they're tin lined, but when you pick them up, you can feel the weight for one, mm. but also you can actually visually see it. Mm-hmm. So it's not the edge of that pan is probably what eighth of an inch thick, maybe a little less than that. And you pick up a cheap one and it's, you know, paper thin. Yeah. So I think that that's a big one. Um, do you have any other like specific tips for that? I can, I, I can think of a couple other ones that I, I can say you can look for. Um, I'm trying to think. There's one you can do with magnets. Um, for metal? Yeah, for metal. I just can't remember what it is. In particular, I'm blanking right now. I think stainless <laughs> is non-magnetic. True stainless, like high-quality stainless. Like H10, maybe. Mm, it measures no, how much it, iron is in there. It, it has to do with... Um, oh, silver. Okay, because silver's not magnetic. Yeah, you, silver's not magnetic. Same with you, you can find a lot of silver goods that it's like oh this is actually silver and not plated plated yep which is the difference like there's a big value difference in silver plated and actual silver Mm -hmm. um probably mostly for kitchen or like um fine utensils yeah um my another tip i would give if you're trying to learn how to um identify quality and again relying on brands is great Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes you can use a brand to help yourself learn so, um, construction of clothing, whether or not it's lined, a dress that is lined is probably going to be better quality than a dress that is not lined. Um, or, and the same would go for like men's suits. If you get a pair of suit pants and there's not, if the inside is not finished, it's going to be a cheaper mm-hmm. pair than if you get a nice finished suit where, with a nice like lined jacket and everything like that. Um, but also like... How the seams are constructed. Are they reinforced? Um, does it look like it will last a long time? And sometimes you can take brands, so like, let's say if you see like Red Wing boots, I think those are a good example for expensive, um, well-constructed leather boots for men, especially, even though they do have women's lines. If you took those and you compared them, you would you do have to buy them. 
Go into a store and look. And you look at them, look at how they're constructed, read about online how they're constructed, um, and then compare it to a cheap pair of $50 boots. Mm -hmm. You will see and feel the difference there. And the clothes are the same way. You know, if you get a more expensive shirt, even t-shirts, the material will be thicker. Mm -hmm. um, the seams will be better constructed. Things will be straighter. You won't have a weird twist in the It will fit better overall. <laughs> it will fit better. It will last better. Um, and I think those are, those are um, just general. You may not even be able to find the brand. It may be an old item. The brand may not even exist. But by looking for those hallmarks, you can often identify quality, quality um, work. And also natural materials, wool, cashmere cotton, linen, things that are not super hypersynthetic. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they're higher quality. Did you have any other specific tips on that? How did you develop your eye? Honestly, it, it's literally, I touch things. Yep. <laughs> I, go, I go in, I grab things. We talked about this, I think, <laughs> I think one of the last, last episode, episode or, the, or the one before we talked about. Within the last couple episodes. Pick things. it up. Yeah. Pick it up. Look for the marks. Touch it. Feel it. If it feels cheap, it probably is. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's and sometimes it's just trial and error. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. A, a lot of it is trial and error. Because there there will be times you think something's high quality. And it's like, okay, I'm going to pick this up because it's five bucks. It seems like a good deal. And then you get it home and it falls apart. And it's like, oh, that, that wasn't really very nice. Or there is implied quality mm -hmm. from a previous line. Mm -hmm. But as time proceeds... Oh, look at that. It's no brand longer... Brand's not the same yeah, now as it was it's not the same brand. It's not as good. It doesn't last as long. Um, there's a specific type of dish. It's not Pyrex or... Um, Is it Anchor Hawking? No, it, it's for... Um, it's like a place setter dish. I can't remember. The oh, like a platter? Yeah. Um, with like kitchen... But anyway, it used to be very nice, very mm -hmm. good dishes. If you get the older stuff, you, you can be earning like $60 for a set of little bowls and or more if you have the full set and mm -hmm. stuff. Today's quality, it's like don't even touch it. Don't even worry yourself about it. I wish I could remember the brand because... If I you just, remember it, we'll put it in the video. Yeah, I... If you can remember it I afterwards. Um, but yeah, I think the, those are just some general tips. Uh, trial and error is a big one and no one wants to hear that. But learning about quality is the same as learning about anything mm -hmm. in that it's a time-based activity. Yeah. Um, but you can even you draw from your own experience in your home what brands, what items, what materials have lasted you and have have like proven the test of time um, to be good quality versus the ones that you had to replace every year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good place to start. Look at your furniture. Um, how, wh which pieces lasted and which fell apart? I've had this experience um, where we bought a new couch and it was crappy. And then we bought a used couch and it has been far superior to that original crappy brand new couch. Um, I think the one last thing I would say is just learn in general. Mm -hmm. So learn about how things are made. For instance, hand-blown glass is different than molded glass. And it doesn't necessarily mean that all molded, molded glass is, is bad. But the hand-blown glass looks finer and is often used because it is a more labor-intensive technique. It requires a decent amount of skill. I've seen glass blowers. I don't know if you've ever... Have you ever seen glass mm -hmm. glass blowers in person? Yeah, yeah. It's um, incredibly... Yeah. Like, intricate. It's the details an art they put into form. it. And, yeah. and so they have to really learn how to do this, how to work with 
the heat, the furnaces and everything. And so when you see a hand-blown item, um, I, for instance, picked up a, an ornament that was hand-blown. That is going to be inherently finer than something that is just mass-produced on a machine. And that goes for, for everything. Everything. Clothes, uh, furniture, decor, anything um, that requires craftsmanship will probably be more, better quality. At least if it's made by a professional crafter. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've all seen the bad craft projects that end up at Goodwill. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, I love it when you see things glued together and now none of those items are useful. In fact, we, we plan on doing a special video about that in the future. So Stay keep tuned. your eye on that. So we have a segment. I don't think we've done this one before. Not, not uh, This is a new one. Um, the one that got away. Mm -hmm. So the idea behind this segment is something that we didn't pick up and we wish we had picked up after we after the fact we got home we realized value um, what it was maybe um, but we could we lost the opportunity or something that was out in the wild and someone else got to it first and obviously we have talked about ethics before we don't take from other people we don't fight over things in no we're not about that so they got to it first. They got it. Yeah. So Why don't you go ahead and kick us off with this? You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. The one that got away. Mine was in the second camp. So I was at Goodwill. And as you probably know, I, I think probably because of staffing issues, often they will just... Well, maybe not because they're, they're putting it away at the time. But they roll out the cards mm -hmm. and people will look at the, the cards. They're usually like a four-tiered like rolling tray cart. And um, they will roll them out and people will look at them. While, while the person's put them, putting them away. Because usually there's only one worker per cart. Mm -hmm. Sometimes one worker and they'll have two or three carts sitting out. Um, so one time I was in this Goodwill and I the cart rolled out and I was too timid. And that is on me. And I have got to stop that. Yeah, you got to walk right up to I've that cart. I've got to stop. <laughs> I hesitated too long. And on the very top of this cart, I saw like enamel and enameled item. It was cookware. It was like a Dutch oven. And it was a smaller one like this big. And I saw it and I wondered what brand it was. Because mm. you probably know this. The the brand of Dutch oven. the And I'm talking about the enameled cast iron Dutch ovens. There are different brands, as we okay. talked about earlier. High and low. Um, so, I guess it's this way. High and low. <laughs> I have one that is a Staub brand. I don't know if you're familiar with Staub. Um, they are on the same plane as Le Croiset. So everyone knows the Le Croiset. So I've heard stop. I haven't heard of that one. But then oh, I'm, really? I, I don't sell cookware very that often. That is so funny. So. <laughs> Most people, if they know about high-end high um, cast iron, like enamel cast iron, they think of Le, Le Croiset. Okay. Um, Staub is the other one. Also made in France. Similar price point. Mm -hmm. Known for being heritage level quality. And it was the same color as the one I had. Mm. And I did not get go fast enough and I saw someone else pick it up and I know she was a reseller and I saw her checking for it and I'm like, oh, I knew right away. Like, I, I wasn't sure that that's what it was, but I wondered. And then after it was in her car, I just was curious and I was looking, I looked at it and sure enough, it was a Staub mm. and they had it marked for like $12.99. And what, what? I would have gotten it and kept it, probably. Yeah, probably. Because um, it, it matched, the, I think it matched the one we have and it was much smaller than the one we have because the one we have, if you have a cast iron Dutch oven of any kind, 
they're very heavy. Yeah. And so we have a bigger one and it's a lot. And also you just don't always need that volume. And so that is my one that got away. <laughs> to this day, I think about that and I wish I had been a little more uh, forward and had just walked right up and picked it up just like everybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, not rudely, but just, you know, assertively. And that same day, someone else had a, another, other guys had a, a look quasse in their cart. So like this day, for some reason. Somebody had a whole bunch of high-end cookware. And we're cleaning it out, I guess. But I missed out. So on me. What about you? So back in the summer, I was hitting up tons of garage sales. And one of the last ones I stopped at, it, I, I think I was doing like another hour worth. So I stopped at this garage sale and they had a whole bunch of beer merch, like signage, mm-hmm. um, pole tabs, just whole. A collector. Basically. Yeah, a, whole, a collector. It looked like she was downsizing her garage. I actually heard some of her conversation. Her daughter and kids were moving back in and they were just cleaning out some okay. stuff to make room. Um one of the things I passed up on, and I wish I didn't, they had this awesome wooden crate that said Angry Orchards on it. And it has like um, a wood carving of an apple and it's got the branding logo. It, it looked really, really cool. She wanted, I think it was 25 or 30 bucks. And mm-hmm. I thought, that's cool. High for a crate. But, but that's high for, it's a wooden crate. Eh, whatever. Turns out, I got thinking about it at home that night. And of course... This was the last day for garage sales. Mm. It was the Sunday. I got thinking about it that night, and I looked it up online. They go for 150 bucks because they were Ouch. for some promotional event. So they were a limited edition mm-hmm. crate, not even not just the regular. Yeah, crate. it wasn't the normal crate, and I was just like, Darn it. Uh. And it would. The thing is, why I didn't pick it up. It was cool enough that personally, I would have kept it because I do enjoy Angry Orchard. Mm-hmm. It was something that I would like. That would be really nice in, like, man cave or something. But I don't have the space for it. And I said, eh, I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm really uh, kicking myself because had I known, I would have picked up the cell. Yep. And that, you that won't forget been, that either. No, I won't. Like, lodged in your brain now. And, and that goes back to what <laughs> we said before. If it's something that's unique and it jumps out at you, you should probably look it up at least. Yeah. And... If it's cheap enough, go ahead and just pick it up. Because if you are like, eh, I really like it, but it's not quite my style, someone else will find it cool. Mm-hmm. There are lots of things. I can appreciate mm-hmm. a diverse style, but I mean, like, there are people who decorate their homes or, or like, their, their, how they dress themselves mm-hmm. in ways that I can appreciate, but I would never do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same when you're reselling. Like, you can see an object that's really interesting. It may not go with... Your lifestyle. Yeah. It's going to go with somebody's lifestyle. Yeah. All right. Did you have any, any other ones? My, the style was the big one for me, but. <laughs> um, just a few other times where it's like walking up to the sale and it's like, oh, man, wish I had been here 10 minutes sooner because that was a uh, great deal. You saw or, somebody or, else carrying the, it around. Some, there was, um, yeah. I can't remember what it was specifically, but it was computer stuff. And they sold it for so cheap. And it was like, that was a great deal. But <laughs> yeah. But it it's the name of the game. You know, it, it, it first come, first serve, both when you're sourcing material and when you're selling material. And you don't want to go into it. I mean, 
it, it does suck when you have those situations where you see, you know that if you had just been there a little earlier, you would have gotten it. Mm-hmm. Or if, in my case, you'd been more assertive, you would have gotten it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as much as that sucks, like products, especially in the Western world, mm-hmm. there's no shortage of them. No. And, and the scarcity mindset doesn't do you any good. Mm-hmm. And that's there's kind plenty of, the of stuff out there for everybody. I ended up finding something else at the same sale. So it worked out. It was just like, ah, could have earned money with that. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. It's not the end of the world. I'm not out money because I didn't buy it. Yeah, just You can't factor it because y- y- I wasn't going to have it anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's just. It's a bummer. It's how yeah. it is. <laughs> it is. And I think, I don't know. Like I said, the scarcity mindset thing. It, if you think there is not enough for other people. And I think a lot of bad behavior comes from this. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I have to. Get in there and fight and fight for it because, like, you have to make a buck and there's not enough. If you think that, go to a thrift store for five days straight. Mm-hmm. At least at where we live, you will see different stuff every, every day. single day. Every day there's new inventory and there's some stuff. It, you're not going to be able to look at every single item at the thrift no, store anyway. And, and then when you go after go five days in a row, go to the bins and see how much stuff is on its way to the landfill. So there is and, plenty out there for everybody. And that's a goodwill that enough people frequent. Like It's busy. You know, Sarah resells. I resell. I know like three other people that resell passively as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know other people who do it. We're all in a relative same community, mm-hmm. and it's not like we're bleeding dry about what no, items we have. No, there's plenty of stuff. And we don't live in a massive suburban area like Detroit or no, other we're, large cities. Yeah, so. we're not inside a major metropolitan area. Yeah. I think, like, there's a lot of people, I would say we're in a, a reasonably well-populated mm-hmm. area, but I think the city I live in, which where we are right now, is twelve or 13,000 people, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also economically, like socioeconomically diverse, mm-hmm. are the region we live in. There are some very poor people and some very wealthy people. It, and it's crazy <laughs> the amount of stuff that we can find at one goodwill. One goodwill. <laughs> That's not even counting the bins. Yeah. Or, or the other Or other locations. places. Uh, state sales and things. Mm-hmm. So there is plenty out there for everyone. Yeah. So don't panic if you... You, you have license to feel a little sad, but don't don't panic if you see that great item walk out with somebody else. Good and, and for them. And that's kind of the crazy thing. I can't even remember what it was exactly. Yeah, but you just know it, it was, was just okay. like, oh darn, had I been here a little sooner, but whatever. All right. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us again this week um, to talk a little bit more about how how to do the thing, how yeah. to develop an eye for what to sell. So if you guys have suggestions, we would love to hear them. How did you learn um, what was good quality, what was worth reselling, and what to um, pass on? Mm-hmm. We would love, we always want tips, so please put those below. Like and subscribe while you're down there. Uh, and join us again next week for another episode. We appreciate it. Yes, thanks so much. Bye. Bye.